Welcome to episode 163 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about the problem with Western culture and Christianity. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. I'm Danny, the host, and we're quoting Revelation, so we must be talking about the end times. It's the end times, correct? End times, end times. Specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people are looking to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Caleb, I want to get to the pop culture things immediately. Okay. All right. Uh, there was a Let's bit of in. local news I wanted to do, but we're not... Well... Gosh, that one's so good, though. Can I breeze through them both quickly? Okay, quick. I, all right. You first, have a total first, of two minutes. First, Spiral. Spiral. The movie Spiral is coming out because, of course, it is. It's based off the Saw movies. And to me, those have always been kind of like dumb, stabby. Oh, I thought it was a Saw movie. It, it well it, it they created from the book of saw and i'm like what the um, book of saw yeah and and it's starring chris rock and samuel l jackson which makes no sense to me because those actors are actually good and i can't name one other actor in any of the saw movies that had any kind of notability to them at all right. other than carrie elwes but that's different yeah so they're making m- m- more fun i've never seen any of them so. they're dumb yeah. So the plot is he gets <laughs> cancer and is dying. So um, he wants to make other people die. No, he wants to make them appreciate their life. Oh, so he doesn't actually kill anyone? Kinda. He makes them like mutilate themselves in order so that they appreciate their life because they had to get wow. pain through it. But also the thing is he's still dying because he got in a car crash, tried to kill himself, and that's why. Um, but but he didn't. But he did get impaled, or I don't know. But he has cancer and he's also dying. Mm-hmm. So in the time he has left, he's trying to make people appreciate the life that they have. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so he creates these traps for a couple people. The problem is they made eight of these movies. So as far as I can tell, that man either spent a decade planning all of the gruesome murders he was doing and wasn't actually dying. Yeah. And he didn't actually die of, of brain cancer. He died of, like, m- multiple gunshot wounds to the face. Um, well, granted, they were trying to do surgery on him at the time. It's a whole thing. And these movies get more bizarre they go because it's like, how many of these did he plan? And yeah. the answer is like at least 12 rounds. It's just been gone through chemo this whole time. Poor guy. 12 rounds of just murder. So anyway, yeah. and now the, the the whole thing is it's a copycat killer now. And it's like, oh, yeah. But like, uh, why? 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 Okay, anyways, anyways, next topic. Uh, so that's going to be dumb, and I don't care what anyone says. Maybe it'll be good because Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson is in it, but let's be honest, this is a dumb premise for a movie that should have never gone more than one movie. Mm, okay. Hot take. Yes. Hot takes. Uh, in local news, um, I wanted to talk about this. There there was a, a girl in the news. She got arrested because she hacked into government computers and altered data okay it sounds really serious right right i mean she hacked into a government system yeah and altered data in her favor Mm. and is being tried as an adult oh Uh uh-huh is she an adult uh she wasn't at the time but now she is 
Okay. So she's being tried as an adult. Gotcha. Right. So sounds so pretty serious, right? What was she altering her stuff for? She hacked into the school computer in order oh. to stuff the ballot box for homecoming with her name. <laughs> wow. That's pretty... Uh, she just really wanted to be the queen, huh? Like... Did don't she do that? Right. But also, why do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she wanted to be homecoming queen. That's not even the good queen. She's being tried for that? Well, yeah, she hacked into a, a government system. Oh, because it's system. a computer. The yeah, school she, is... she hacked into a government system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah, and fraudulent. But like, man, if you had told me that in 2021, we'd be dealing with some kind of voter fraud, I would not have thought you meant homecoming queen. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Also, like, it's kind of sick at the same time. <laughs> I see. I don't think they need to like send her to jail for this. It's a stupid thing. That would thing. be seriously. They're gonna send her to jail for she it. She hacked a government computer. On, a slap in, on the wrist. In, it's homecoming. And make fraudulent data. To me, oh well, yeah, when you phrase it, like I that. think the worst punishment. Right. Is if, because everyone knows who she is now. So for the rest of her life, as free as she is, people are going to stare at her kind of close and do this. They're going to be like, hey, mm," you know, like that to me is punishment enough for like sad, you know, like just someone who constantly has to be told sad, you know, just sad. Because like how vain, how vain is it? Right. (laughs) That you look. You're, you're, I need to be homecoming queen so much that I'm going to cast 114 ballots from the same IP address. I would laugh if like just, just, you know, for equality's sake, she left, you know, like 50 other ones in there or even just one, you know, just, just one, just to make her feel a little bit good that it's not all in her name. And that was the one that was chosen. Nope. Well that, no, that's not how... Voting works. Oh, it's voting. I thought, it was, voting I thought it was a works. raffle. No. I thought they were going to just pick. No. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. See, homecoming for public schoolers is is like prom, but trashier. And I don't care okay. what you say. That's 100% correct. And you know in your heart of hearts that what I said is true. Could you imagine if voting was like a raffle where you, <laughs> where all of the votes that are put in, it doesn't actually count which one is majority. It's just mm-hmm. probability that we just reach our hand into the system and like just pick one out, and that's what it is. Well, depending on the circles that you're in, some people do actually claim that's what happened this past year. Mm, okay, but moving on. QAnon <laughs> says no. QAnon says Trump will be inaugurated March 29th. Okay. Yeah, we're a bit overdue. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. Maybe next year. No, stop. <laughs> Don't <see laughs> Don't that. encourage them. Don't encourage that. We've had enough problems already. Okay. I'm not good at transitions, so we are transitioning into the next topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are transitioning. I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> I declared it. Um, so I was listening to this podcast me too and nobody special the best podcast there is oh yeah i was i too was listening to this podcast (laughs) right yeah and i thought how dumb does that blonde kid sound (laughs) 
The reason that's funny is because both There's, me and Denny yes. are blonde. <laughs> this, is a, this is a coin flip of a fence going on right now. Um. Anyways, this is it's not, actual, it's not an actual it's not an actual podcast, but it's on right now. Media. If you haven't heard of it, it's um. I think her name is Jenny Allen. I really don't know. And David Platt are interviewing this pastor, um, from the Middle East named Pastor X. Obviously, his identity can't be discovered if he is, you know, ministering over there because they want people dead. So, um, and it was really interesting because it was talking about the the revival that's happening over in the Middle East that not mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about, but millions of people. Um, are becoming Christians day by day. And it's there's so many crazy stories, and I'm not really going to dive into that too much, but you should definitely go check that out um, if you want to hear more about that. But what's really interesting is this pastor's wife was from the, from the Middle East, and when she was saved, uh, she was originally ministering over there, and then they got married, and they moved back over. He didn't say to America or Britain or anywhere. He said... <laughs> To um, the Western side of mm-hmm. things, yeah, um, Western culture, and and something stuck out from what she said. She said she couldn't stand to live there any longer because it felt like she and everyone around her was starting to get into un, under a satanic lullaby, which is just an interesting phrase, which mm-hmm. kind of sprouted a lot of what I want to talk about today, mm-hmm. which is, you know. I feel like that is definitely true, what she's talking about. And and I'm sure that you've seen, and, and if you really open up your eyes, I'm sure a lot of us feel this way about what is going on around us well, in our Christian culture. Can you explain that term a bit more, just because it's a very specific mm-hmm. but not often right. used term of yeah. a satanic kind of a lullaby? Yeah, I'm going to dive in. What she means by that and how, I've, how I kind of took it is... Mm-hmm is that in the Western cultures, not aside from Christianity, our mm-hmm. pursuit of comfort and, and feelings, ultimately feeling good, I believe has definitely transitioned into the church. It mm-hmm. is like infused yeah. in a lot of the Christian culture today. Yeah. And and I think that that's what she is referring to. In, and I do believe it's mm-hmm. satanic to a bit. Because, I mean, that's what he wants to do is twist right. the way we view things right. and the way we feel about things more subtly. Right. And, and it has been subtle, but now I feel like we've come so far to the point where we look at, and I'm going to dive into more specifics, but we look at a lot of what is happening in Christian culture, and it's really easy to see how, and, I, and I'm talking about me too, I'm not talking about people I'm viewing. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that agree with me on this, but that I, I wake up and I, I seek comfort mm-hmm. and not first from God. And that's the problem. And yeah. yeah. So. I think a fair amount of people tend to think that if it's an act of the devil, then it means someone's head is spinning around. They've grown pale. Right. Yeah. They're l- levitating in the air, throwing up pea soup on a pretend priest. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that movie was weird. I don't know what you're talking the about. The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was really Why confused. any mother ever like, let their daughter... This is getting daughter, oddly more and more specific. Yeah. Why <laughs> any mother ever gave their daughter permission to star in that movie, who knows, but Gosh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
but people, t- I I think people tend to think of of these kind of demonic acts as that, and that's. Right. I'm not saying those don't occur. Well, yeah, it's definitely a thing. All right, that specific one that yeah. I, it got a little too specific. If that were to happen, Whatever, that would be um, wacko. But they underestimate the the effect of passivity on on the church. You know, even going back to creation, the first um, problem, the first kind of the sin they faced, it was pride mm-hmm. in thinking that their own comfort is better than the ways of God, and that's right. that. The, there's a potentiality of that transferring over to the church. Uh, I've I've personally gone through a ton of of, of books and other types of thing that um, you know, talked about the two threats to Christianity. There's the threat outside of the walls of Christianity, but they weren't really touching on that. Um, but the threats inside the walls of Christianity are, to be honest, consumerism. Yeah. That that I go to church in order to get a good or a service and and that it is all about my own comfort and ability right. to to get things. I mm-hmm. go to church to get things and that isn't actually the model of church. The model of church isn't about getting, it's m- more about a giving and growing together right closer to God that exactly. God is glorified. Yeah. Right. And I I think it, yeah, it's definitely become a thing and and the Bible talks about this a lot because I do, yeah, I think since the beginning, this has mm-hmm. been something that's stirred right. inside yeah. us as people um, in our flesh is just to seek comfort in things that are not God glorifying. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they're not even like directly against God, which is mm-hmm. where it gets tricky sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I want to read from uh, Revelation. I'm going to read it. And I would like you... Yeah, I'm gonna brag on Danny because he knows he's he is a seminarian, and <laughs> he knows the context sl- around these things. I think it's Laodicea. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, and he'll be able to. I mean, I think it's pretty evident what this verse is talking about, but I think it's also interesting to hear back story around it. All right. Anyways. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God, God's creation. I know your works. You were neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you were lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you were wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich in white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the issue with this section is I have about an hour of thoughts to say mm-hmm. on it. Um, all right, couple misconceptions about this thing. First, let's mm-hmm. go to hot, cold, or Luke. 
warm. Now, many people have interpreted this as either be on fire for God or just give up entirely. Um, <laughs> which, like, uh, I, but, uh, I, <laughs> and, and that's to be honest, that's how it was always taught to Amias. And the person yeah. pointed out, um, okay, do you think God, though, would prefer genocide over a murder? And that's a that's a ridiculous sentence. You're like, oh, but that is hot versus lukewarm. I mean, let's just be honest. Right. That there's this. If you're gonna go for it, like really go for it, and that's not actually the go thing. Go big or go saying. home. You know? Yeah, that's what this verse is saying. <laughs> Except <laughs> not. it's not. Yeah. Um, so the thing they're talking about, this whole thing, is a massive smackdown to the church in Laodicea, right. uh, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing incorrect. Which. Uh, at me, pedantics, let's go. Um, so their water in that area had a kind of a mineral problem mm-hmm. and it, because it had a lot of minerals in it. So they had to bring in a lot of water through the aqueducts, through various other things. And the um, the, the, the other part of, of this place that becomes important is that they were a rich area. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And part of that, it was because of the minerals they had, they could produce these kind of the, uh, 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 the salves Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, medicinal things that they, they, they exchanged to other places. They made a lot of money doing this because it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Their water, though, was a problem because you couldn't drink it. Uh, You would, um, it was just gross. So, because it had all the stuff in it and they didn't have good kind of filtration. Mm-hmm. So, as it's coming in through the aqueducts, it doesn't, it's it's not a cool spring. It's not a hot spring. It just has time to be like, this is wet yeah. and gross. Yeah. And, and, and because of the things it collected through the aqueducts, it became lukewarm and made people want to vomit it out. In the process, yeah. So because it was neither refreshing to the community or any good for any kind of medicinal purposes, it was just this is the lukewarm water, uh, and mm-hmm. and it made you vomit because it had stuff in it and it, it wasn't good. It didn't actually meet its purpose in being water, right? Um, on top of that, so so that's part of the 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 criticism going on is is is. Um, as he's telling them, Hey, y'all think you got a lot of money. You really don't. You're really poor. Uh, y'all think you have the best kind of medicinal things. It turns out that you're blind and the real salve is going to come from God. Um, and, and then the final part, sorry, this is like a lot on this. I've Mm -hmm. spent time on this one. It's actually one of my favorites because it's just a massive smackdown from start to beginning. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears me uh, and opens up the door, I'll, I'll come in. So most have interpreted this to be this idea of coming to Christ, which it isn't incorrect. Um, but you m- miss the thrust of the thing that's being stated here because they're not talking to non-Christians there. Right. They're talking to Christians who have decided that the place for Jesus is outside of the church. Yeah. Knocking to come in. Right. (coughs) Sorry. And this is particularly problematic for a church. Yeah. Because 
church. Yeah. So this is their statement of, hey, I'm at the door. Things aren't over. Mm-hmm. Open the door. Right. Yeah. I mean, give up the comforts, give up the other stuff, give up those, because those are actually coming out of God. Now open up the door, because I'm standing right here. Right. Which is what we want to talk about today, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, I mean, <coughs> this is Jesus talking to the churches, and he mm-hmm. writes letters to you know, a bunch of other churches. And it's just really good to, to, Philly. to read them. Yeah, Philly. <laughs> Philly. He's talking to Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> It's really good to read those, and I think a lot of them just obviously because it's the Bible, they still apply to churches today. Um, and so Jesus standing at the door, he's knocking, um, asking to come in, and you brought it up already. It's just, it's just weird. Like, yeah. It's weird. Because it's talking about, hey, can I come in? Yeah. <laughs> and Y'all need me in here? And these are already people <laughs> who have invited Christ into mm-hmm. their hearts, you know, like and that's I mean, what's crazy about this. Yeah, it's so like they have and they have they they mm-hmm. they're they're believers who are trying to keep Christ at bay. Right. Which how you do that, I'm not entirely sure. And I don't even think they're entirely sure. Right. But there's this thing they're holding back by keeping the door closed. Um metaphorically speaking to the savior, mm-hmm. which is bonkers, but that is the thing they're doing. They're keeping the door metaphorically closed to the savior. Yeah. And I think that um I feel nowadays we've we've definitely mm-hmm. a lot of Christian culture and churches in America and in just places where mm-hmm. in Western culture where it comfort and you know mm-hmm. feelings have led our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that has influenced us greatly, and and in ways like that I see is just whether it's. And and this is stuff I've seen in myself too. Whether it's going to a mm-hmm. sermon, listening to, listening to a sermon, worshiping in order to feel a certain way, and, and we don't necessarily act on those feelings, um, and we don't actually, you know, act on conviction. We just go and and it feels good because it, there there's God mm-hmm. in it, right? Like He's in these things, but we don't want to get. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to let him, you know, yeah, in, invade our lives too right. much, and right. and it's really off of, off of this feeling that I want to be comfortable, mm-hmm. and and this is a place where I find comfort, but yeah. but I don't want him to really be lord yeah. over my life, and I think that that's where I see it the most, mm-hmm. and even if we look at what they were talking about in the podcast, what they're struggling with, with all of these Christians, this influx, these like mass amounts of people mm-hmm. that are coming to Christ. And this, what God has been teaching this pastor is, you know, you've made converts. Mm-hmm. Now you need to make disciples. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's easy for me to view Jesus as my savior, but not Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what we're seeing nowadays. Yeah. And it, it, it does go back to the consumeristic mind of, mm-hmm. of church. Like this is a... A, a a a a problem that I'm I'm thinking of Alan Hirsch and Michael F- F- Frost have been addressing this through through a few different things. They have some great books on it. The whole notion of consumerism and the effect that it's it's it it's had on the church. Mm-hmm. And there's good data there that actually backs that up. And um, it's it's an actual issue going on. But but on 
a kind of a personal and it's even a thing I need to be cautious of. I, I mean, I, I podcast a lot of churches personally uh, and, and, and am I going because I need to be, is it about trying to, to, to f- f- feed me and, and, and it, and if that is it, then I go to the podcast, I do the books, I do all those things, and and that's the end. That's the terminal point of my faith, yeah. um, and that's the point that it's neither cool and refreshing to the community, or um, or a, a warm spring and m- m- medicinal to the people. It's just mm-hmm. it's lukewarm. It just right. kind of is on there on its own, and it's gross. If I'm the terminal point of the faith, that things stop at this point then I've stopped actually allowing the spirit to move in and through me. Right. That it goes beyond my own person because I'm trying to contain the works of God and, and curtail them into a manner that I think that I best need instead of going like, God, I don't know. I don't know what I need because I got myself in a doozy of a mess. Uh, and I know that you are the only path out of it. Yeah. Right. And when a person gets to that point of of understanding that it's the spirit that moves through us and in us, that it isn't about trying to get things, but actually to put our crowns down before the cross and say, hey, everything right. I have is yours, then it, it, it changes our perspective on our daily actions to be more God glorifying, even in the details mm-hmm. of our day to day, instead of just well, church and Christianity is the thing I do on a Sunday. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I, I've, I've felt super convicted of this lately. And, and even just aside from, you know, you can mm-hmm. be like, I'm involved in church and mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's what a majority of my life Mm-hmm. Is centered around. I mean, if not all, and and I think even then it's easy mm-hmm. to not give everything in my life to God, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I mean, like literally, I I work for a church, I serve at church, I you know do this podcast in mm-hmm. my free time. Um, everything I do is is very c- centered, but like that doesn't mean. You know, it can it can be someone like that, or it can be someone who only goes once on Sundays. But we all still, you know, most of us have this problem with really just not wanting to give everything mm-hmm. to God, and and it's crazy. And I think that that's what's interesting about being able to view mm-hmm. and and ultimately learn from what God is doing mm-hmm. in the Middle East. You know, when we look mm-hmm. over there, there's people they they just walk up to these people and say the name of Jesus. And, and they're saved, mm-hmm. and and that's insane to me mm-hmm. because a, th- there's people just going up to people ministering, which how often do we see that in the U.S.? I mean, you know, sometimes, but like, right, <laughs> it doesn't I, feel as common. I'm not, as, yeah, I'm not good at doing yeah. that. Um, and so, really, how how much does it take for us to just truly trust in God and, and, and dive deep into our feelings and into what God has done in our lives mm-hmm. and, and really acknowledge what he's done for us. How has he transformed us? How am I different from when I've become a Christian? And then going to people who aren't Christians and saying, ultimately come and see, you know, mm-hmm. that's what Christ calls us to do is, is 
invite people to come and see what he's done in our lives and what he can do in their life and and how he can he can bring them real comfort love mm-hmm. peace joy and and ultimately him and and not just those things but a relationship with him and that's that's the most mm-hmm. important thing and it transforms everything so like how what is holding me well, back you know what is holding me back from sharing this with people so so i think that that question um it, it, it is best tackled by answering the other question is mm-hmm. okay why are they in the middle east doing that and in this explosion of christianity because that's actually very very well documented it is exploding throughout the middle east right uh china is the other place uh africa is one of the top places of christianity now mm-hmm. um america is dwindling fast right. uh so for all the people going like where's america in the book of revelation it's not in there <laughs> just so interpret that however you want it's not in there it's they're irrelevant or they're just not there none yeah. of neither of those options are good um but uh i i think these places w- where christianity is growing and thriving it's growing and thriving because of persecution, ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not ironically, kind of ironically. Uh, there's this idea that they've counted the cost. So to them, I mean, especially in in, in, air, in places dominated by, um, I mean, communist China, it is illegal to be a Christian and be a national there. Uh, the, the, the Middle East is very anti-Christian uh, anything from the... Um, Muslim extremist groups, which is a fairly big over there. Uh, so yeah. these are places that they understood that if I am going to submit to Christ and be a Christian, um, they they don't keep the option to be only only half in. They don't keep that option. Right. If they're if they aren't prepared to say like I am willing to die because of this thing, mm-hmm. and to them it's an actual, um, well it could actually happen. They might actually die because of this, and they've needed right. to count that and to still go. I know I could probably die in a horrible manner, and still, I can't turn my back on this thing because I know it's true. Even if I can't explain it, I have right. the faith that God has given me yeah. and I'm willing, you know, I've, I've counted the cost and, and have decided it is a better gain to die praising God than to, l- 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 to live uh, cursing his name. Mm-hmm. It is a greater gain in order to do that. Yeah. And, and that, type of i mean that's a person that can't be stopped if they've counted the cost and said i'm okay dying for this thing they they're so hard to stop because it's not about them yep they've given up their own claim on their own identity they they've given that up right and they're unstoppable because of that i mean yeah the worst thing they that anyone can do to them is kill them and send them to see Jesus and they're like right. oh thank gosh I wasn't out of this hell I wasn't even yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even a Christian for that long so like didn't really have to suffer that much yeah and they're like they beheaded you yeah yeah but like quickly so we're good yeah. um, and I think it's super interesting mm-hmm. because the thing I've noticed just immediately hearing these stories is mm-hmm. that it's so evident that I mean, we can't do anything to save people. And mm-hmm. I think that for some reason that's a pressure we 
we put mm-hmm. on ourselves is that I, you know, it's me. I have right. to formulate the way I talk to this person. Right. I have to hit all these marks just right, right. so I can convince them to be mm-hmm. a Christian. And and it's so just not how Jesus works. Mm-hmm. He works yes. through him alone. And he honestly doesn't even need us. Mm-hmm. There's literally, he's revealing to people himself to people in, mm-hmm. in their dreams over there. Yeah. And, and, and that's why they can just walk up to someone and say his name mm-hmm. and they, they realize that he is the Lord over mm-hmm. everything. It's because we don't have anything to do with salvation. Um, we don't. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's something that really blew my mind. And, and that's so cool and, and really transforms a, the, a lot of what I view as, you know, ministry nowadays and ministering to people is I just need to talk about how, like who Jesus is and what mm-hmm. he's done in my life. I don't have to like convince them of right. every detail of Christianity. Right. Um, you know, if that's what, how God has, you know, called me to move through their life. Sure. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he will make that very clear for me in the moment. Mm-hmm. And and then another thing, I mean, do you want to say something? Yeah. And Andrew, I've actually talked to Andrew kind of about this topic accidentally. Mm-hmm. Andrew who's been on the podcast a couple of times yes, from awesome. uh, studentgo.org. Go give him money. And if you're a part of a student group, and are a student pastor, let me say that correctly, and are interested in encouraging students to go out and share their faith, contact studentgo.org, or just mm-hmm. throw money at them, because yeah. he's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was going to say something that would totally not help, because like, he needs to take me to dinner, uh, yeah. which is not... Anyway, that's not important, but um, <laughs> he, he he mentioned a couple of things that that were were very challenging he asked people what does it mean to successfully evangelize and Mm -hmm. um, people brought up if they've given their heart to christ and all this and 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 he challenges it that's actually not it successful evangelism is you went out and did it yeah even if no one actually gives their heart to christ successful evangelism isn't that yeah, um, that's people good. gave their heart to Christ, but that you did the thing because it's not right. on y- you to save somebody. That's mm-hmm. not y- your part in this. Your part in this is to share the story right. and the most effective evangelism in scripture. Granted, this is descriptive, not necessarily prescriptive, but the most effective times were I was blind and now I see. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, It's not this this massive doctrinal game of chess that you're playing, although there's not necessarily right. anything bad about that. Right. But it's it's to to demonstrate the impact that Christ has had. And and then understanding that this is still on the spirit to move in a person to save them. Your yeah. part in this is just to share the story. Right. And it's so I mean it's crazy because I mean that's why the Holy Spirit is inside of us, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. is that you look at before the day of Pentecost, like the disciples literally had only the their might to obey Jesus's laws at mm-hmm. the time, in in the, the however long the time was, but from when he ascended to heaven to mm-hmm. the day of Pentecost, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, and like what a gift it is. I even like, I mean, I don't know if I want to read it. Well, I will because I just it helps me to envision mm-hmm. like just how how eager god was to come and live inside his people the holy spirit was just literally eagerly waiting to live inside of his people and that 
like when Jesus returned to heaven, that I could only imagine the air there was just electric in that not only was, you know, Christ back, but he returned victoriously and, and paid the penalty and, and that the father now sees us rightly and, and that the Holy Spirit now gets to go live inside of us. God gets to Mm -hmm. live inside of us and how I just imagine him being so joyful and excited that he gets to be reunited with his people like in in a right view mm-hmm. since i mean there was of course sacrifices and and mm-hmm. that they did until this but that he gets to be reunited with no boundaries at all um since the garden basically mm-hmm. and just how amazing that is and and that that is the god that lives inside of us that it's not <laughs> it's not this thing that if we obey the rules of um if we do this it's that we get to obey mm-hmm. like it is literally a privilege. Right. right. Like I couldn't imagine being, I don't think we fully understand it nowadays. Cause I mean, just imagine being one of the apostles that were there and in those days in between where they're like, what do we do now? Basically like Jesus is gone. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And, and then God Sit literally, tight for a minute. It's going to get buck wild. Yeah, <laughs> literally like freaking blows the roof off and they're mm-hmm. speaking different languages and it's crazy. And like, He's literally inside of him. It's insane. As a side note, that story has one of the best examples of right answer, wrong reason I've ever heard. Because they're like, they're speaking in tongues and people are like, oh, they're drunk. And Peter's like, we're not drunk. It's only nine. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Peter, no. Like, you didn't have to, you didn't have to put in the second part of the sentence. Yeah. It is good. Stop! But like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Just, We're not it's, drunk. It's not it's, nighttime. It, it's only nine a.m. Like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> the best case scenario, you're still day drinking. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah. That like, yeah. That he comes inside of us, and and now we don't. We we have the power to obey, mm-hmm. and and to go and mm-hmm. actually minister to people, and not have to worry that we have. Mm-hmm. the perfect words to say and that it is him who is the minister mm-hmm. whether that's at your church whether he's he's the head of the church he is he is the primary um gospel teacher he is the one who speaks through you and you don't hear anything that convicts you unless it's from him um there's nothing that a pastor could say or do that that would move you in the direction towards Jesus unless it is Jesus himself through that pastor. And that's like what's genuinely crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we look at that, like I look at that it compared to um, the Middle East and what's happening there mm-hmm. and how, how it's just truly faith-based. And I, when I first heard and I was like heard about all this, I just felt very, um, I wouldn't even say convicted. I think it was definitely the enemy. I just felt like mm-hmm. condemned and like, like our church was just going, you know, you know, down into the, what's the, I was trying to think of this to, up into the right, down into the right. <laughs> um, because, you know, we don't have faith and like just very cr- honestly, just critiquing a lot of the way our Western mm-hmm. Christian culture works. And, but like what I realized is, like it's genuinely a gift mm-hmm. that we get to 
that we get to meet in a building freely, that we get to worship. I don't care about whether there's masks or any of that. And that we get to um, create worship music. We get to study theology. Mm-hmm. Um, we we get to, I mean, my job, I get to film mm-hmm. um, and, and ultimately just point a camera towards mm-hmm. what God is doing in right. our church. And, and I first was looking at this very, um, just de- demonizing it a little bit, and right, and that's not. And God genuinely just convicted me. It's like it's not true. I right. want you to realize that these right. are gifts that we, yeah, you don't have to feel guilty. Yeah, but you get to use well, these. And <laughs> right, and, and and that's the thing that's come up. I mean, I'm I'm big into to to teaching and training. That is, I feel the the calling that I have in in church ministry and that kind of thing is essentially teaching and training however uh oh and I'm, and I'm actually starting a theology class over the uh over the next few days nice. and I super need to type more for it <laughs> um if I had a if I had a computer in the shower it would be done by now. Yeah. Like I was spitting fire in the shower the other day. I was like, this is good. Yeah. And then I got out and I'm like, I'm sure I'm going to remember it all. Right. <laughs> None of it. But, um, to, to me growing in this context means if I am studying theology, then I have to be able to apply it to either change or strengthen the thing I'm doing. If I study theology and the point is that I'm the terminal end of it again, mm-hmm. if it's just about, I learned a cool thing right. then I haven't done it correctly yeah. because it affects the way I treat the entirety of creation. If God is bigger than creation, then things I understand about God change the view I keep of creation and to help count the cost in the process. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm bowing before God as king of the universe, then I don't get to hold back part of the universe from him. Right. If if mm-hmm. I understand that Jesus died so that I wouldn't need to pay the eternal consequence of my actions, then there is a grace that is a natural outpouring out of that because of the understanding of the work Christ has done. Right. So studying theology, I'm all about it. And actually that's kind of my biggest pet peeve is the growing, um, biblical illiteracy that Mm -hmm. groups like Barna and Lifeway research have all said like, yeah, it's not getting better. Yeah. Um, like, like I've absolutely those those are things we have to address, but it does come at this perspective of of if I'm bowing to Christ as king, then right. I bow everything before him and right. play it all out in yeah. order that I am changed by him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean it, it is generally it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think what's going on over there and mm-hmm. to think that like what we get mm-hmm. to do and and i think that god has purposes for both sides mm-hmm. of things yeah and and i think that this is a learning mm-hmm. opportunity right or at least i learned from it right i mean maybe you can too and well you know you know the thing that strikes me about this is that for them the persecution is obvious mm-hmm. uh, it's it's more lack of a better term no pun intended it's more fatal um right but the 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 issue of consumerism and the culturalistic battle is that um 
their enemy is very clear. Mm-hmm. Ours could be in the seat next to us in church. If right. it's consumerism, if it's cultural battle, if it's cultural influence, these kinds of things right. that are our issue could even be in ourselves of, yeah. oh, I didn't like that song. I'm going to, I'm going to pack my bags and go to the church down the road. Cause they play the song I wanted them to play. Yeah. Um, that's not f- fair <laughs> or good spiritual stewardship. Right. Yeah. I mean, to, to, because that, that a thing that's supposed to be me praising God, I've made about me instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something that I've also been thinking about too and talking, I was talking about this with someone, um, I might've even mentioned it to you, but I think there are things that are more obviously demonic Mm -hmm. than others. And, and we see it in areas like the middle East where people are being Mm -hmm. killed. We see it in, in America and all over the world, Mm -hmm. whether it's mass shootings, um, just things that are very obviously death, sickness, um, all of these things. Yeah. And, and we view them as very demonic, and I think right. they, they are. I'm not saying right. they aren't. They are. Right. And then we look at things like comfort, right. and we think, oh, um, you know, right. it's not that bad. Yeah, binging eight hours of Netflix is not right. that bad. When in reality, they're the same. Mm-hmm. You know, what we don't realize is Satan, Satan's goal is not always temporal. Mm-hmm. And there are things that are... Very obviously, death like those where a life ends immediately. Right. But it's the same thing if he keeps someone believing that money will fill a hole in them. Right. That watching TV, eating too much, is gonna fill something inside of right. them until they die. Right. And and they miss sight of Jesus. And it's the same thing. Right. There's 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 not um. It's it's not always. We just have to we have to remember that things are not always within the right. timeline we are in right and that we need to be very aware of mm-hmm. what is happening around us and what our heart is doing sure and like yeah so what do you what do you think are some things that we can do to live according to the spirit and resist the pull of the culture we feel around us gosh yeah i think that is the difficult question is how do you not get pulled into the culture because the culture is so prevalent i think there's a couple of things that are beneficial to it and kind of the first is the understanding that it's not about me as the individual (laughs) yeah and being honest about our thoughts on that being honest about our biases being honest about all those things is really important to do because all all of us need to approach our faith and spirituality based on is this a thing that I am giving to God or is this a thing I'm trying to get out of God? Right. And, and, and to be honest, a good kind of a, a accountability partner. And that's also very important and right. good yeah. because they'll man, get a friend that uh, talks it straight mm-hmm. that they don't try and, um, keep a person like well no i think you're doing fine say like nah you're out of your mind on this one right uh that kind of friend i think becomes really important because of their um their willingness to call out the things that a person's doing right uh encourage people to grow in the faith instead of encouraging them to grow according to the things they want in themselves right um so so i think that becomes a very important part of it and then just being willing to view things through the lens of scripture, I think is as important. Yeah. That it's not just I'm um, 
trying to, oh, these are the things I feel, or these are the things I think are true. You know, the postmodern thing. Well, actually, postmodern, we don't even ask what's true. We, we, we just ask the things that all of us feel. Um, sorry, we have a third guest yes. on the podcast. Um, He's trying to eat some books. Uh, we, we don't ask about things that are true, but just kind of try and view things through. This is how I feel. Yeah. And I think that's not the way to go. Right. Scripture's the authority. So the first thing I need to go to is scripture and not to to my own thoughts. Yeah. Right. I mean, and the Bible says to hold every thought captive and we've talked about that multiple times mm-hmm. on the podcast and and I think that that's the way I I experience mm-hmm. um these things in the culture if you know the pool of culture first starts mm-hmm. in my thoughts yeah. 100% of the time and if you let it get too far and this has happened a lot to me recently like you you pull back and you realize like ah I don't really like what the scripture is saying right. about this right. <laughs> and that's where yeah like you're saying an and accountability person scripture doesn't care if you don't like it <laughs> yeah um where you need someone to keep you accountable in that because mm-hmm. oftentimes my feeling like right. my just like pursuit of just pure might to to push mm-hmm. against a thing is not enough and i think yeah. that's why the spirit prompts us to seek out community right um and right. it's hard and then the the other thing I would just encourage is is if our goal is to not be influenced by culture, then we have to check the type of culture we are engaging in. Right. Um, I mean, if I'm struggling through thoughts of of kind of well, well, it's it's kind of. I know I go back to this a lot, but if I'm an alcoholic, I'm not going to tell a person go hang out in the bar because you're free in Christ. Um, that may be true, but also don't be an idiot. I think mm-hmm. uh, applies as strong, right. if not stronger. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be an idiot is a big part of faith. I feel like. Yeah. So, uh, some very logical mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And, and so, so if I'm trying to be cautious of the culture influencing me, then there are certain boundaries I need to put on culture. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I don't need to do eight hours a day of a Netflix or stream a hundred different hours things. A day. That would be YouTube. crazy. Could you imagine? Yeah, that's That'd a be lot. like a full time job of watching Netflix. Right. Wow. If that's right. what if that's what you do then more you know. power to you, I guess. Like you <laughs> but do yeah, you, I mean that's that's yeah. good. And I think just ultimately another thing that I you know mm-hmm. and, in summation is that a word summation yes it is oh wow look at me what a scholar i know good for you right? um <laughs> that there there's comfort of the world and there's comfort mm-hmm. that is brought by god and i for me they're they're sometimes hard to distinguish mm-hmm. um but yeah it just just be very very aware and do hold every thought captive mm-hmm. hold it up against what the word right. says and right. i guess if you don't take anything away from this podcast take away this that the holy spirit um has came to live inside us so that we may obey god Mm -hmm. in his loving direction for us and his plan for us um so let's just Mm -hmm. pray um bring people around us um and to encourage giving him full access Mm -hmm. to our hearts instead of tucking him away um in a corner of our heart as a convenient commodity that mm-hmm. we just use yeah. when when we see it as fit, yeah, you know absolutely. that he's he's not he's not our 
we we're not his god he's right. our god right and so and, and that's, the holy spirit is not jeeves who brings right. us things yeah um so yeah i mean i that's i've been challenged with that lately mm-hmm. and i hope that this has made you think about some things and and maybe uh feel challenged yourself mm-hmm. or maybe you're doing yeah. perfect in this which you're not awesome <laughs> just you're not you're not just there's a zero percent chance you're doing perfect at this you're not i'm not either no one is doing this perfectly so there's always a room to grow yeah his was more encouraging if you want to roll back to whatever time frame that was when he said that go Mm -hmm. for it but you're not but i think that's it yeah uh you can hey are we have a podcast i don't do this part ever so this is really hard for (laughs) me me to do it no i got it i got this one um we're on (laughs) itunes spotify google play and wherever else that you get podcasts but as i'm saying this you already know because you're listening to the (laughs) podcast uh if you're listening to just the audio well good news for you you can see caleb and i's beautiful faces on Mm. youtube amen on to at tuesday um at tuesday uh, at on Tuesday, at Tuesday, go get some tacos. While I you're at don't it. do this part. <laughs> I check out in this part. Uh, you can also. I'm just gonna take over. For no. You. Okay. Fine. No. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram oh, at Nobody Special you. Podcast. Mm-hmm. It yes, should be can. coming up at the bottom of the screen. If, if yeah. this is the audio, then go to the YouTube <laughs> one too. Um, and also, if there's ever anything that you're interested in asking us or to talk about or any of that, you can feel free to DM us through any of our social media platforms yes. or go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special and fill out a form to say hi or to just tell us anything going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I'm laughing at Danny's dog, if you're is wondering. She, <laughs> is he, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, oh, here we go. Yes, this little boy right here. He's, this yeah. is my new dog. For the audio version, you don't, mm-hmm. you you Will can't you stay here. Oh, All there right, you, go. you can probably hear him sniffing. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this topic and feel um, prompted to ask some questions about your faith and, and encourage others around you in this as well. Yeah. Um, I think are that's you, gonna do it for how, us today. How are you feeling, Zep? Yeah. How are you? Zep? How's the culture pulling you? How's the dog culture? Is it? Is it struggling? Do you feel like you have to, you can't poop without a plastic bag? Um, oh, dude, we've had a week. I don't want to get into it. I'll, I'll get into it off the camera. But yeah, it's been a week. So, well, Caleb, yes. I think that's going to do it for us today. So I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. special.